I'm Jojo. I'm Bugs. And welcome to our podcast. We bring our sidewalk conversations to your home to discuss love, life, and how they're all wrapped up with faith. Unexpected Hope talks about life when expectations don't line up with reality. Hear true stories when only faith and resilience get you through. Let's go with the flow. Woohoo! We are in season three of Unexpected Hope, and I've been waiting to bring our guest host for a long time. Ed and Shonda met later in life, but God had other unexpected surprises in store for them before they got married. So let's welcome our guests, Shonda and Ed. Hi. Thank you guys so much for joining us. So, okay, we're in our relationship series, and I just really love your story. So let's go back to the beginning of did you guys want to be married? And what were you looking for in a husband or wife? <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first. I definitely wanted to be married really badly. Mm. I had told myself that I was going to be married by the time I turned 30. Okay. And God has a sense of humor because <laughs> I got married literally like four months after I turned 30. Wow. Uh, I think um sorry I've got to do the math now (laughs) I really did and I had a lot of married older women who invested in me who would say Mm -hmm. you'll get married when you least expect it and Mm -hmm. I was always expecting it so I was like well I guess I'm never gonna get married then Mm -hmm. um because I didn't know how to turn it off yeah Um, and at the point that I got married honestly I had been through so many just things that weren't right and all of that, that I was to the point and I had all these lists and everything. I was to the point where Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I just want someone who loves me and loves God. That's all I want. Love me and love Jesus. Like I just was like over it. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where I was at at that point. But I did have a list, which I'll tell you about later. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ed? Um, Yes. I always wanted to be married. I thought I would be married much sooner than the age 50 that I got married, but that's okay. Waiting on God is the best thing. It was, you know, it was a long, long season of waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, but by waiting, God brought me the right person. And I think just the way our relationship unfolded and how it got started, I think was definitely a sign from God that it was it was the right person. It was the right situation. And it was the right. So, so let me back up. So, so Shonda, you said that you got married around 30 and then Ed, you said 50. I was actually 31. I just realized. Oh, wow. It was just about 51. There's a 20 year age difference between us. So that was probably not expected. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess more about that when we actually. I had, I had always dated older men. So I was like, not, I was comfortable with that, but not that old, much older. Mm. So that was definitely a surprise. So tell us how you met then. (laughs) (laughs) Originally or? Well, I mean, whatever. How did you meet? So formally met, we were both involved at the same church, Abundant Life Christian Fellowship. Mm-hmm. So I was involved in a, the young adult group called Real World, and he was involved in the singles group. And <laughs> we used to have a listserv where people would post things. And 
somebody had posted that they were having a swing dancing party and I love to dance. I grew up dancing, all kinds of dance. And funny enough, he hates to dance, doesn't like dancing, but his, one of his best friends who was actually best friends with my roommate at the time knew the person who was throwing the party and basically dragged him and my roommate to the party. I did not know my roommate was going to the party, nor did my roommate know that I was going to the party. <laughs> um, so I didn't really have anybody to go with, but I, I don't know, I reached out to one friend who I knew kind of liked to dance and she said yes. So, I mean, and this guy boasted this party. He like talked it up, like posting <laughs> views of the city and the, the rooftop in San Mateo and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, and get your name on the list because there's a, like a quota or whatever because of the fire laws or whatever anyways like so I was like okay we're in we're in (laughs) so we show up my friend and I are on the way to this party and and our other friends who we found out were going to the party later call us and they say are you guys here yet we're like no and they were like well nobody's here we don't know if we're in the right place it just sounded kind of sketch so (laughs) we were like "We're, we're almost there so we show up and there is this guy comes out and he's got this red solo cup. His face is all red. And I'm, I've never, I don't know this guy. We're all like, um, okay. And he's like, well, everybody was in my apartment. So we'll just take you up to the roof. And we're like, okay. Um, are we going to like, are we going to live? Like, yeah. <laughs> so we go up to the rooftop and like, there's nobody there. So it's like the four of us and we're like planning our exit. How do we get out of here? Is this okay? Are we safe? Like we're all together though. And, and then Ed comes out with my roommate and his best friend who I knew. And I had seen Ed at church and I knew he was an usher. He was like mm-hmm. one of the fixtures at church. Yes. So when we saw the three of them came up, we were like, okay we're we're okay like it's a little bit legit like they're here like we're okay and so there ended up being like probably like 10 or 15 people at this party it was not a party it was not he had a bag of chips a liter of soda and a little old school record player that if you know physics or I don't know whatever science it is if you put that on the roof no one's hearing the music what's a party to remember for sure yes so basically, because of um, process of elimination, Ed was one of the only people I did not know at the party. Okay. So we ended up chatting and come to find out we had a lot in common. We mm. actually were at the same school. I used to live in the Bay Area when I was younger. Uh-huh. And come to find out my second grade teacher, he worked at the school that I went to. And my second grade teacher was his good friend and her fiance was his roommate. And my mom and my second grade teacher were good friends and she helped her do her flowers at her wedding. So I was at the wedding with my mom and he was in the wedding. How funny is that? So you know each other like 20 years? I was was, was like the little kid running around at the party and he was like, an adult <laughs> so she actually came to our wedding Still works out. <laughs> we connected with her later after we started dating and she came to our wedding and it was super exciting to see her but yeah it was kind of crazy that we were like in the same space like years before 
you know, I always say, you know, God's timing is sometimes like the timing isn't right. You know, when you're like yeah. eight years old, probably not so much. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and even at the party, when I left, we had a really good conversation and I left and I was really excited. And I start talking to my friend who I came with and we start doing the math for how old he is. And so I'm like, okay, if he went straight from undergrad to grad school and then da 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 and then blah blah blah. And we're like doing all the math. And I was like, oh, he's probably in his 40s. Like, I could do that. Like, I've yeah. dated somebody in their 40s before, like 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Well, then I got home and I asked my roommate, I said, Hey, how old is Ed? And she was like, Oh, he just celebrated his 50th birthday. And I was like, Oh, I'm cool. Like <laughs> 10 years is good. Like, I can't do 20. And so at that point, I had friend zoned him. And uh, well, I do. I do have a question. So what about Ed? What did you think about this situation? Were you like interested in Shonda or were yeah. you just thinking, oh, OK, no. And then I as I did my background research, found out that she was 30 and I'm going like, yeah, she's not going to be interested in dating me. And so but as things would have it and as God would have it, we kept seeing each other at church, you know, and I, I think she to be honest, at that point in time, this was early fall, late mm-hmm. summer, early fall. And I don't think either one of us were quite ready to start a relationship. I had been in a mm-hmm. one in the past and she wasn't at the place. So it was really neat. We kept seeing each other at church events and, you know, there was a concert once and then we'd see each other at, you know, Saturday night church. Her life group would go. I ended up sitting next to her a couple of times unbeknownst to her that they were saving a seat and she brought down on there and stuff and we just kept trying past it was when we had those oh a night of worships we did like five in a row yeah the night of worships but we're also doing the ibs courses oh yes and so she had one and then i would be there for some reason and then all of a sudden the play started and we were crossing paths really almost three four times a week during the week and then on sundays and so it just kind of grew from there. And then and um, we would chat. Like, yeah, we would chat run a into lot. Each other we'd and talk in the parking lot. Okay, so I was there when you guys met and when you guys were dating. And I remember because we used to do the Easter plays and Shonda was very much like involved in Easter plays. I remember randomly Ed would just come <laughs> to the dressing room. <laughs> it wasn't random. And we would just be like, uh, who are you? <laughs> I knew for sure that you were interested in Shonda. Yeah. Yeah. I, Very I, I obvious. Mean, when I decide to go after something, it was funny, Pastor Dan and Karen, they kept saying, because I would carry her boombox in after <laughs> rehearsals and stuff. And they're going, oh, you're not in worship arts. But could be. I mean, I was kind of. They kind of adopted me just because of ushering and stuff like that for the plays and stuff. But yeah, so it just grew from there. And then we went on our first date. Well, that was January. February. No, no, no. But when we our schedule started oh, yeah. combining. So we yeah. were just friends. We would just see each other at church and say hi and talk and chat. And then in, in a, January, when we started seeing each other like four to five nights a week, something shifted for me because I was like, this is not normal. Like God is doing something here. So then I started really like intentionally praying. Mm. Like God, what are you doing? Like, is this you? Like, are you doing something here? Because I'm I'm really enjoying my time with him. I enjoy our conversations. Mm. I'm seeing him all the time, just in our normal course of like living. Um, like you said, between the play, his singles ministry, the Inter- Institute of Bible Study 
classes we were taking, church, the night of worships, all of that. We were just seeing each other all the time. And so I really started intentionally praying at that time about like, okay, God, if this is you, like I kept putting out fleeces and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if this is you do this and show this. And he would just like do it. And I was like, whoa, wow. okay. Is there anything that. Yeah. So that time we had the night of worship and I was running late. You guys had saved me seats and I was running late and I was texting them. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm running late. Please save me a seat he was already there and you guys had sat right next to him. And I had prayed earlier that day. Okay, God, if this is you, like, let me see him. Like I keep seeing this guy. Okay. Let me see him tonight. Tonight of worship. I think I specifically prayed that I would be next to him. Like somehow I would be sitting next to him. And I knew there was no way because you guys were already there and had saved me a seat. Yeah. And when I went in, it's funny because the seat that you guys saved me was actually, you guys were split into two rows and the seat that you saved me was in the row behind me, but I didn't see you guys who in the back row. I only saw, I forget whoever it was in the front row. And so I went straight to the front row and I went to go walk down and the seat that was empty was right next to Ed. And I was like, of course we didn't know anything about that. No, that's the thing. So I was just like, whoa. And then I just things like one day I was praying and God was like, get your list. My long story short, my mom had made me make a list in 2019 mm-hmm. or no, 2008 of what I wanted in a husband. And I had made the list. I had revised it many times. I think the, the most recent having been, wait, we got married in 2010. Oh no. So I initially did the list in like 1998. And then I had revised the list in like 2003 or something like that. And I, it, when I first did it, it was a lot of superficial. And the second time I did it, it was all like, I want somebody who loves God. I want somebody who's active in church and their faith. Like I want someone who's loyal. It was more character stuff. And I journal all the time, but I have tons of journals. And so God was like, get your list. And I was like, oh, I don't even know where that list is. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know how many journals I have? So I pull out this journal and literally I open it. And as soon as I open it, the list falls out. I remember being in my room on my bed and I opened the list and I had to sit. I was like, no. And I just was reading all the things. And it was like, Ed was like checking off all of those things. And I was like, no way, like no way. And then there was like a few things that I didn't know about. And I was like, okay, God if this is it, then show me that he's these other three things or whatever. And like, literally he started going through stuff in his life, like stuff with his mom and different things like that, that like showed me those characteristics that he had. It, was it is so crazy. funny because we, we've done now two episodes. We've done this relationship series and every single person has said that they had a list and the Lord literally just kind of like checked every single box on the list that they sent like separately. So so interesting. Yeah. Did you? Did have I a- did not have. A- <laughs> did you know that Shonda was the one? Yeah, pretty early on. I'll tell you, tell you what really confirmed it was. In April, I was going out to see my mom. My mom lived in Colorado with you know my sister, and she had dementia. She was okay. It hadn't really started to progress, but I asked Shonda if she wanted to come. I wanted her to meet her because I I felt like it was going to go in that direction. And Mm -hmm. I also wanted Shonda to meet her before she really did progress into Mm -hmm. the disease and so forth. 
And so it was really interesting. I talked to my mom and sister. I said, hey, I want to bring Shonda out to meet mom. Oh, and my mom was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. My sister's like, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm going like, okay, well, why? Tell me why. So I asked my mom and I said, is it because she's younger than me? Yes. And then is it because she forgot the other thing? So he's white and white. I'm black. For those of you who don't know, she, we're an interracial couple. Well. Yeah. So then my mom, I said, is it because um white? And she said, yes. And then there was a third thing. And I knew that my mom is not prejudiced at all. So mm -hmm. I knew something was up. So I asked Shonda if she wanted to go and she knew. I think you were the, even you there yeah. when the phone conversation and I said, hey, do you still want to go? And she goes, yeah. She goes, if I have to stay in the hotel room, then I'll stay in the hotel room and stuff and then you can hang out with your sister and mom. So and just, read an introvert's dream. And for her to even say that was such a contrast to another relationship. But for her to say that was just it really was confirmation to me that mm. she, she cared about me and she cared about my mom and respecting my mom and stuff so as it turns out just so you know god does have a sense of humor we go out there the first time we got together we went to this restaurant and we were talking and everything and as we're leaving they walk out together i'm like 10 steps behind i'm going like hi i'm here i'm your son so they're having a great time they were like two peas in a pod from the get-go. My mom loved Shonda. And Shonda took really good care of my mom. I mean, every time, because as it, as time went on and we went to visit her, my mom did progress in her disease, unfortunately. And But every time, you know, Shonda was willing to take care of her and, you know, we'd go out and sometimes she'd have to go to the bathroom and stuff, which is probably too much information. But Shonda would go with her and, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not, it's not, most glamorous yes it's not the most glamorous situation but shonda never complained she always took good care of my mom and so so i think was, you yeah. you kind of secretly had like a list you 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 wanted someone who actually appreciated your your family well yeah but those are the kind of things about but i mean i even when i was younger i always knew i wanted to be married i always wanted kids you know, but I never really, you know, people would always ask me, well, you know, they would always tell me what they thought I was interested in, but it's like, mm -hmm. I never really said, okay, you know, she should look like this or be this age or do this and stuff. I just really felt like when time was right, that God would bring that person. And if I was faithful in doing that and faithful in, in trusting him and, you know, living my life, the right way i felt like that it would happen and it did just through right. a whole bunch of unique circumstances and it went fast because we to speed it up just a couple months in may we were going to her brother and sister's high school graduation mm -hmm. and at that point i knew that i wanted to get married to her and she goes well <laughs> it's either yeah she was about ready to start grad school she goes so it's either it would have to be now or you're gonna have to wait a year because i'm not trying to do it while i'm going to grad school so i'm like okay well why wait so and we had very little time and then the ring she has a very small finger and i'm like oh <laughs> we'll just get a ring you know oh i got this jeweler and stuff like that she goes no you don't understand i have a really small finger so i got my jeweler and she goes when are you trying to get married? And we had kind of looked at the, 
31st of July, mm -hmm. which wasn't that far away. She goes, oh my gosh. She goes, if we, everything falls into place, you'll get it two days before the wedding. Wow. And so actually on the way to their graduation, we stopped, we had to stop by the jeweler in San Francisco first, you know, to get her size. And then the jeweler met us like at 1130 at night at a Chevron and, and San Mateo <laughs> to make sure the mold fit. It was just, I mean, just everything fell into place though. And even the people that we wanted to come to the wedding and all the, it just everything fell in place. I mean, it was really God. You knew what you didn't want though. Because you had come off of a bad relationship. Oh, I know what I I knew what that, I didn't want. So he might have not known like specific details of like characteristics he wanted, mm -hmm. but he knew. I knew what I didn't. Want. He had come off a bad relationship, and he had known what he did not want. And sometimes I feel like that's how it is. I think that's where I got to love God and love others because I just by that time I knew what I didn't want. I just mm -hmm. didn't exactly know what I wanted, and it more sometimes it's more about. You don't know what you need, right? God mm. knows us so well. He knows us inside and out that he knows more than we know what we need. And I think when you start thinking, you know, and you start going after things and they don't work out, you get to the point where you realize, okay, I give up. Yeah. Mm. So God, you do it. Cause I don't obviously, clearly I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I was very content being single at that point because having gone through all that and it's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm not, I'm not going to look and stuff right now. I'm just going to focus on my relationship with God and so forth. And wouldn't you know it, that's when yeah. Shonda showed up. And I had literally done the same thing because I had just come off of being engaged. I was engaged to be married and uh, we postponed it the January before we were supposed to get married in June, postponed it in January, broke up in March. Mm. And, uh, I was done and everybody, oh God, coworkers, friends, everybody was trying to set me up. And I was like, you guys, I'm good. Like, I don't want to be set up. And at this particular time, God had put something in my life that was like so big. It was the first year I was choreographing mm -hmm. the Easter productions. And that was like a new thing for me. I've always been in it, but not choreographing it. And so I was feeling like, man, I have to be so zoned in on like God and what he's doing for me. Like, I literally don't have time for anything else. And you know how it is during the Easter play. It's like, that's your life. Yeah. For and so I, I had a friend who wanted to hook me up with somebody and I was like, well, they're just going to have to wait until April because I don't have time. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it come January, God's like, I'll show you. <laughs> So actually, let's go back to the timeline. So you got the first date was what in January? Is that what you mentioned? February. No. So we met in like August, late August, early September. Mm -hmm. We would see each other at church here and there. January is when our schedules just like aligned. And that whole month we were seeing each other like four to five times a week. February was our first date. Well, actually, even in that time, she you had some kind of party. And you invited me. And I'm thinking, like, I'm oh. not going to really know any of her friends because <laughs> age gap is up. But I'll go. You know, she invited me, and that's cool. And I knew everybody except, like, one person. I was very nervous. I was like, oh, man, I'm inviting this, like, super older person from the singles group to my party. He's not going to know anybody. And then he shows up, and he lives with all these people. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but we, our schedules, yeah, just really aligned. So February is our first date. March was kind of when we knew, like, this is it. 
Like, wow. I think both of us had had so many bad relationships that it was like clear, like that God was doing something and that this was it. And then May, we got engaged and we were married in July. Wow. So it's like what, like a six month knowing. I will say this. God laid a lot of the foundation in that time from September when we were just being friends. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, that was the best way I think for us mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. because we could be very vulnerable and open because we weren't thinking of that at the time. Mm-hmm. And when we were seeing each other in September and October, all the church activities and stuff, we were just talking. Mm-hmm. And even the month of um, January, mm-hmm. we would talk after rehearsals or whatever, whenever we were seeing each other, we'd go out in the parking lot and talk for an hour two hours at a time and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, not, centered not, on, not with a romantic relationship, but just trying to figure each other out and find out what we want and stuff. And so by the time February came around, it was pretty, I mean, it, for yeah. me, it was pretty easy. It was like, wow, this is somebody I really. I mean, I know I, there's a lot of like people um, who listen to us who are single, still trying to get married. Were there certain things that prepared you for this relationship? I know you mentioned like your past relationships and how sometimes that was not <laughs> a great situation. Not a thing for me. Nothing. I'll just say that very, very clearly. Nothing can prepare you for marriage. We're going to talk about how Shonda and Ed prepared for marriage and their lessons learned next week on part two of Love Actually. See you later. If you have any prayer requests, would like to share your story or have any story ideas, email us at jb.unexpectedhope at gmail.com.